0: It's the old uh, green and white stripes club today, uh, you and me,
1: Jaffe. Yeah. You can't tell that it's green, but it's green. You all shop at the same Costco?
2: What's going on with that? Yeah, every week, Brandon and I uh, take a national flight. Uh-huh. Uh, we alternate coasts by week. Yeah. And we go shopping together, and we decide on uh, matching up You go to the
1: Richmond Costco one week, and then you go to the Harlem Costco the other. I've been to exactly. both of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, every week. I log on to this god-darned Discord to talk to you guys Uh and wonder, is this the week Alex Jaffe will have stood his books up in the shelf?
2: (laughs) And it never is. Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden 2, Ninja Gaiden 3. USA. This is episode 322 of the Insert Credit Show, a video game podcast with a horrible buzzer that I promise, I promise, is still important to the format. I'm yes. Alex Jaffe, and my favorite household chore is refilling my ice maker.
3: <laughs> oh, hmm. All right.
0: Uh- Wait, you said it was cold over there. Can't you just go outside?
3: <laughs> I could but joke. then I don't
2: get them in the shapes I need. Red,
3: I know we're in mild weather here but you should know that it's not literally ice cubes.
2: No,
1: it's cubes. Also to be clear if if there was a sheet of ice you could break into cubes out there um it would That's right. contain more forever chemicals than water molecules. So yeah. you don't want to you don't want to eat that.
0: If it's not ice cubes how do igloos get made? Riddle me that. That's a good question. Can't explain it, can you?
2: No, they only fall in cubes up there in northern Canada and Alaska. Not okay. down here.
1: I like when I'm at a, a restaurant that offers me a choice between crushed ice or cubes. Uh, I like saying, "I'm to have my Coke Zero Cuban style." <laughs> when I go with the non-crushed ice. <laughs> hey, I'm Frank Zaffaldi, and I've been uh, I've had
3: all this time to think of a favorite household task.
2: Uh, you even so for year. Should
3: have a really good one. Uh, I'm Grace Foley, and my favorite household task—I'm the food person of the house. So I don't know if this is a task necessarily, but uh, cooking, keeping us fed—that's
1: my favorite household thing. That's cool. That's that is that's a household thing. I mean, yeah, it's good. Right? It's uh, considered essential to many households, actually. So okay, good.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm—I'm I'm the one who always has the mental database of what's in the fridge. I'm good at
1: improvising. I'm the one who shops. I'm into that. I'm Tim Rogers, and uh, as my haters will tell you, I'm fabulously wealthy, so I have people do everything for me. (laughs) Um, I have a staff of 14. Um, We don't use the word servants. We just call them helpers. (laughs) (laughs) full-time salaried helpers, uh, FTSH.
2: The downstairs.
1: I've talked at length uh, here and elsewhere about uh, just how very household-chorulous my unventilated Uh, apartment uh, here on the upper west side of New York, Manhattan is, where a layer of, you know, I used to love dusting, so let's just say in a vacuum it's a good joke about vacuums in a vacuum, uh, my my favorite household chore would have been dusting because it's so satisfying but here, where the kitchen is basically everywhere because of the absolute lack of ventilation, a range hood that's just for decoration, etc the dust do clingeth to god darn everything it touches man that's rough i'm familiar with that scenario it is grease dust all over my fancy electronics that i have yeah. to keep inside of this uh tv stand uh, and even there they are not safe you ever get god darn like like kitchen grease dust off of uh off of like beautiful walnut wood it's very difficult uh to do without damaging uh, the wood or yourself or your, you know, your your psychiatry, as it were. Uh, so, another, I don't really like any of my chores here. Refilling my aroma diffuser is fun, but I only have to use the aroma diffuser because it smells bad in here. I'd count it. Refilling my humidifier is fun, but uh, it's not really fun. Uh, I only have to do it because uh, we're at like three percent humidity in here, and it doesn't work. The, and then uh, what happens is, uh, if I run the humidifier for more than a day, it gets filled with pink mold. So. We we are on filter number four on the Dyson in the bedroom uh, of in the past twelve months. They're supposed to last two years. Yeah, that's no good. So, uh, I I you know uh, household chores have just become dreadful for me. But normally, I bought a nice vacuum cleaner. So let's just leave it at that. It doesn't get most of the stuff off of the ground. You have to scrape the rest. Got to use an old credit card to <laughs> to, to clean my floor. Like no, Lord, because uh, the dust uh, it, it adheres. Uh, so, you asked me a real rough question.
2: Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm here to ask the tough question. Why I
1: use such a nice camera during these video calls, because the depth of field makes everything look uh, look nostalgic in the background. You don't know what it's like back there, Charles. Thank you. All right. I'm Brandon Sheffield. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was your cue, Brandon.
1: Took me a while to
0: uh, figure out what, because I, at first... I thought we were just talking about menial tasks we like. I got confused, and then it, but it turned out it was chores. Menial task-wise, I like washing records. It's 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 fun to just have a. Uh just like a basic thing to do while you watch a, a, uh, an okay movie. Just
1: don't leave your records out on an uh, uncovered uh, turntable turned off uh, if you have no ventilation and the kitchen right. is your entire apartment. That's right. to, don't do don't do do not that. Don't do
0: that. Yeah, I got a cover on my record player anyway. But uh, my favorite chore, I realize, is probably, I don't know if it's favorite, but uh, most compulsive, is picking up leaves from, from where the dogs poop. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I pick up the leaves hmm. put them in a big bin and then I chop those leaves up and then I put them in the compost bin and then they turn into dirt I can use for growing plants with and you enjoy this I do because I feel like I'm accomplishing something because I'm both cleaning up the, the dog's uh, bathroom zone which makes it easier for them to go there because uh, otherwise it's like I don't know. When it's raining, it's pulling teeth to get the dogs to to go there at all. And then on top of that, I'm making more delightful mulch that I can grow tomatoes with and stuff. So yeah, it's it's like the the end game is what I enjoy. The 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 benefits that I'm the multiple benefits that are being reaped by doing it is uh, something that I enjoy. So there it is, picking up leaves.
1: So you saying your household is outside? Yeah, I live outside. Oh, man, living outside is the old dream, dude. I got dogs here. Notice I wouldn't mention anything pertaining to my dogs as a household chore because they're just my buddies.
0: Yeah. No, there's a there's a yard situation
1: is uh, is what we're talking about. There's a yard. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm just, I'm just joking about how my dogs are my buddies.
0: I was just saying it in case other people didn't get that it was a I've joke. I've
1: got a bottle of, of Windex sitting on top of the glass top of my TV stand the shiny glass top of my TV stand. Uh, It's sitting there because I Windexed it the other day, and it's it's just completely non-reflective right now. (laughs) It's just already blasted. Sounds like you lose, Dex. Yeah, 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 lose Dex.
2: I think uh, Tim's (sighs) landlord might be Sisyphus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, Sisyphus hates that yeah he's (laughs) inflicting it on others it's all about hurt people hurting you gotta gotta do what you
1: can yeah Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. i guess our first question comes from last week's episode winner and guest kim justice uh kim justice wrote in to ask in games where water is lethal at what part of the body should that water kill you when you're all the way in up to the shoulders or as soon as your toe touches it
1: that's Mm -hmm. a good one eyeballs if unless you're equipped with the swimming goggles power up uh, if the water level goes above your eyeball, like you, if it touches the eyebrow, you should die.
2: I think that's right. Where does that science come from?
0: I also think you should be able to um, jump once when you your hips haven't gone below the water. I think you should be able to jump once out of the water. Just that's do one, one little crappy jump. You should be able to do that.
1: Do you think, like any child who played an NES game before swimming in a swimming pool like, I'll uh, die was like they really there. surprised to find out that they didn't just pass away instantly <laughs> upon, <laughs> Yeah, Upon touching the water.
3: Oh, they played Mario first, so they're good. They, they were surprised that they couldn't light a fire underwater.
0: I was at the bottom of the pool looking for air bubbles. I was like, this is, this is how I breathe down here. I hear the music. Air burgers. Yeah, you weren't
2: trying to swim. You were just kind of walking along. The I was bottom
0: walking the really slowly at the bottom, yeah. like, where's my air bubbles?
1: Do you ever call uh, the air bubbles in the Sonic uh, games air burgers? That's what I called them.
2: I've never done this. You're no. going
1: to go get me an air burger.
2: I called them air pockets is what I called them.
1: All so
3: right. um, if it's a game where you definitely die there's no escaping from the water then uh i prefer you don't waste my time uh it should just be like as soon as my toe pixel touches the water instant like i've already respawned like the next frame (laughs) yeah at the the last checkpoint
1: oh i thought frank i thought you would appreciate it if the character falls into the water disappears you don't see the character because the water is perfectly opaque and then Uh, You see their hand come up above the water with a three, (laughs) and then back down under, and then back up with a two, and then back down under, and then back up with a one. I'm not saying I don't appreciate that. And then their head wobbles up above the water, and their arms go... (laughs) <laughs> what could possibly go wrong and then they fall back under the water dead i
3: appreciate the new super mario brothers version where the 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 skeleton hand comes out
2: of, of the, <laughs> yeah of
1: the yeah that should just happen with water for some
2: reason <laughs> no yeah. matter what the substance well is.
1: you know it, it, i could see that happening in like a, a death stranding style future uh, you know mm. the time the time rain the time fall or whatever it's called How did I forget basic Death Stranding jargon already? Uh, I don't know. Should that be possible? Uh, The forever chemicals in the water—they they'll strip you to the bone, more or less, instantaneously. The microplastic. Yeah. God, that microplastic. I think.
0: I think the real answer, though, is is like as soon as it's clear that you're going to fall all the way in. So it's you know if 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 you're a I guess once your foot is in there, then it should the rest of the animation should happen very quickly.
1: You know how in Castlevania how you fall off of a ledge of uh, more than like 3 tiles in height like that like twice as fast as uh, from a slightly lower ledge Yeah yeah it should be that the second your your foot pixel touches the water there's like You a, just zoom in Well no there would be a 24 second or 24 frame freeze frame and then your body just gets like sucked straight in just violently <laughs> Is there
0: is there time for you to hold up like a wily coyote style whoops
1: sign or something? Uh I mean there could be it depends on how uh, how bubsified your character is. Yeah. Yeah. But I I got a little anecdote about uh
3: uh being sucked down instantly. So <laughs> Oh um, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hang on to your seats, folks. Oh, so, yeah. so, Tim, I think at least you have played the first
1: Mega Man. Oh, I played them all. Yeah. I'll play it. Yeah. Even so, even okay,
3: you played it too. I didn't know. um So, Guts Man, that stage, um yes. the, the Guts Man stage in that first game, oh, yeah platforms that go left and right and like they, they kind of drop and you fall oh, yeah. so fast. You fall. So, while working on Legacy Collection, we figured out why that happens. Um, it's because when he is on that platform, He's in a falling state, but he's just uh, held up by a platform. Mm. And so his velocity is just increasing infinitely. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> so like he he is at like complete gravity. And by the time it drops, it like literally there's no frame. He's just gone. Yeah. Because he's just like he falls that fast. Yeah, that
1: rules. Uh, I mean, any, any people listening to this show with an interest in developing uh, video games or designing video games, you you immediately will encounter uh, if you open your mind enough to learn how to program a, a 2D guy jumping on a platform and then you realize that the guy standing on the platform. It's like the uh, different uh, programmers across different generations across you know different genres will have uh, different the most there are fundamental understandings behind what does it mean to be standing on a platform. Uh, what does it mean to be for an elevator to move? How do you keep the guy on the elevator? There are just all these little fundamental uh, quirks and riddles and mysteries, and it's just uh, it's very fun to encounter that stuff. So when you say that, Frank, I think I've made a guy stand on an elevator before and had something similar happen mm-hmm. in a game, and it's uh, it's, it's always a fun. rite of
3: passage, I think.
1: Yeah, a, a big time rite of passage, but the most, the biggest rite of passage is uh, I was the Bible. You. Yeah. Elevator action returns. Yeah. You know, I was gonna make. It, I was gonna make a joke about. Uh, 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 never mind. Who cares? <laughs> Do
0: we have any time left in this episode? No.
1: Yeah. I mean, in this question, we don't.
0: Okay. No. That's fine.
2: Is there a better way to implement communication in video games than scrolling through options from a dialogue tree?
3: Hmm. Well, I mean, there is that AI Portopia uh, murder case that Square Enix put out. Is that better though?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't.
3: Now, look, I'm still warming up my AI jokes. It's still new.
1: Yeah. Portopia is, uh, is isn't even really about picking dialogue from. I mean, it is, but it's like it's, you have to like look at literally everything.
3: Right. It's room. it's whatever that Japanese adventure game genre is called. Which, by the way, yeah. is a good question for someday. Like, what, yeah. what is the Snatcher genre? Yeah. What
0: is that? Yeah. In in Japan, it's called adventure,
3: but uh, yeah, it's just adventure. But so is so are other things that are not Snatcher like hmm
0: mm, But they usually get a modifier, like a oh, uh, really? heartful adventure or whatever. So
3: default adventure is, is Princess Tomato or whatever?
1: I think so. Okay. What's, what Snatcher did was add the ability to kind of hang out, uh, whereas uh, you can't really hang out in Portopia. You do not feel like you're hanging out at all in that game. You feel like you have to solve the mystery as quickly as possible, and the way to do that is to just stab everything with your your clue line. So
0: Mass Effect has the uh, the three things like you got your middle, your left, and your mm-hmm. right. That's right. And that's an okay way to do it.
1: Renegade, Paragon, and uh, don't care. Yes. Yeah.
0: A Renegade, Paragon, and Centrist. And tell me yeah. more. A choice wheel is not bad. It's okay mm. to do.
2: Um, I think it's just a it. different, a uh, stylized dialogue tree, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
3: I don't yeah. like those. I don't like the ones where you don't see exactly what you're going to say because sometimes it's like, no, I didn't mean that.
0: Right. Yeah, Mass like, Effect was uh, notorious for that yeah. in my brain mm-hmm. <laughs> because I would be choosing something and it would be like. How do you like this? And then I'd, I'd choose, I like it fine. And then the character be would be like, immediately I, be I like, am
3: not doing this quest ever.
0: Yeah, right. it's like, <laughs> I like it fine, except I hate it. The <laughs> end, goodbye. Yeah,
1: There's a certain uh, charming PC gaminess to that, I guess. Uh, that is something that was missing from console games and at the time that the first Mass Effect came out, and now console games are filthy with it. So yeah, it's all over all of them now. My problem with the Mass Effect games was when I chose to let my character say something. My character said something I personally would just never say in my entire life. I don't talk about space to anybody, number one. Number two, if I did, I would punch it up a bit instead of just leaving the first
2: draft in there the way they did. You're never playing as yourself. You're playing as one of three different versions of this guy.
1: Yeah, Honda Shepard is who I, I – that's the name of – I named her Honda. Nice. Honda Shepard. And I'm Pretty like, it's good. the perfect name. Honda
2: Shepard. <laughs> yeah. The 2007 Honda Shepard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. That's uh, – if you really want to have a good time – so is there a better way than, uh, than dialogue trees? Well, yes. Name your main character Honda, and then it's already better. <laughs> It doesn't matter how you communicate in the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you really get away from a tree. I mean, okay. So, what are some alternatives? What, like, if if let's say you're an executive, you got to pitch an alternative. Like, you got to shoot your words at a specific body part. Like, like you're aiming a crosshair. Like that,
2: Yakuza it, zero mini game.
1: And the the L trigger is uh, nice words, and the yeah. R triggers like angry words, like soothing a horse in Breath of
2: the Wild. And you're like flirting with a woman at a phone club. There's
0: Mad Libs rhythm games uh, that uh, I've seen people attempt where you've got a sentence and you got to put certain types of words in there. And, uh, and you've got different buttons for, for different type, different flavors of word, which um,
1: I don't love it, but it's a way <laughs> that you can do it. Cyberpunk 2077 has some like expiring conversation choices that you have to make quickly because the dialogue is happening during like a very cinematic encounter where like you're talking to someone and then like a, a, a cop is coming up with a gun in the background or whatever that's yeah. not actually a situation, but, but, uh, you know, something's happening in the background and there's dialogue choices you have to make, uh, but those kind of just feel like a mean spirited, like, uh, like the developer wants to make sure the player is paying attention sort of thing. I don't know if that's always mean. Sometimes
3: it's kind of clever.
1: Like yeah, the very beginning of the first episode of
3: the walking dead has a dialogue option that you cannot access uh, before your car crashes.
2: Yeah that's really yeah, that's good. very good. Which
3: I
1: really like. Um, that's the there's the virtuosic fun stuff in like the first 20 minutes of that uh, yeah that,
3: that and game. then and yeah I, I, like I I still think it's worth playing like the first episode of that and then you're done <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It's like you've seen the magic trick. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was gonna say is and, and that might have been in that game I think of it more from like Oxenfree or firewatch but I like that sometimes you can just not pick dialogue. Like, you oh, yeah, that, let it expire. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the game understands that. And that is a valid path.
2: Yeah, I, I did a telltale Batman playthrough where I never responded to any dialogue option. That was really oh, nice. that's
1: that's true. Batman style. I mean, I think ultimately, like one of the things that, for example, The Last of Us does not get praised enough for is the 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 amount of dialogue that happens during like exploration parts of the game where it's like you can go to the goal which is very clearly visible or you can go off to the side like into this this ruined house to see if there's any ingredients or whatever and then when you're picking up some ingredients in the kitchen uh your companions might see something and then start talking about it and then your main character starts telling a story about 20 years ago before the end of the world and and uh, like that and then you end up getting like little achievements or experience points for that stuff and uh, it's only if you encounter a specific object in a specific uh, uh optional area you know the stuff that makes it actually an interesting video game
0: yeah explorational contextual context-based conversation can be pretty interesting the last of us is great at it there's more uh, more potential for exploring that uh with
1: player intention. Yeah. Than just picking stuff from a dialogue tree and having it open or close quest
2: options, yeah. All right, I've got a question. What are the five most fun types of crimes to commit in video games?
1: The
3: five
2: most fun types of crimes. First of
1: all, any crime where you can crash a car through a window, Mm. like a storefront in a city, that's a good one.
3: I'm also good with um, human crashing through window. Like in uh, I I don't know if it's all the Arkham games, but definitely Arkham City. You can just like double tap the jump button and he will just like crash through a window for no reason. And I really like that.
2: That's essential Batman.
0: Yeah, I would say smashing everything in a store. Okay, Uh,
1: to like intimidate the, the store owner. So
2: number one on our list is vandalism.
1: Yeah, busted stuff. Yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. um, this is going to sound dark, but
3: I mean, if we're going by real-world human laws, I'm going to go assault. But
2: oh, uh, I I assumed going into this that murder would be number one.
3: I don't, I'm not saying murder, but it could be murder. But like, I just want to jump on people's heads and bounce off, and they're like, "Ow, stop that!" Like that.
2: That's that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah.
0: Beating them up, for example. Yeah, is a uh, in in the beat em ups is yeah. a way. That's good. Uh Uh-huh.
2: You're right, knocking him out could be just as satisfying as murder. So yeah, I'm good with assault on the list.
1: I think any crime that involves driving a car really fast, ramping up off some boards that are mysteriously propped against a a pyramid of barrels, and crashing the car through a, a second or higher floor window in order to assassinate a specific government official I mm-hmm. think that's the best crime to commit in a video game. Is that treason or murder? No, I would file
2: that as reckless driving.
1: <laughs> that's
0: that's that's, that's <laughs> vehicular truder. manslaughter.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Vehicular murder. It's called <laughs> vehicular treason. Murder.
2: For now,
3: let's let's take um, just straight up murder off of the list, uh, right? Because it's vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. Specifically, exactly that, that we want because it's the superior manslaughter.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's
1: okay. the closest you ever felt to actually committing a crime as a character in a video game? For me, it's freshly almost every time I play a Hitman level for the first time. It really does feel like committing a crime. They really, really nail that.
3: When I, when I steal something in a game with a, with a stealing mechanic um, in a situation that was particularly difficult or required a lot of saves coming yeah like that feels like i actually that's
2: that's what i thought about as well
0: i I feel like the uh the closest i feel like to committing a crime i i feel the 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 guilt is the thing that i feel about things so it's like when you when you're just compulsively going through and checking out all the stuff in someone's house in a jrpg and then you uh steal a one coin from a chest and then a child is like, I sure hope I can use my one coin tomorrow to buy some ice cream. That's, that's when I, and you find that afterward and you can't give it back.
3: Brandon, Brandon's a mark. For a
0: narrative <laughs>
2: sure.
0: designer. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah. Mr. Never Cried at a I video mean, game. I mean, that's
0: a that's a it's a classic one that has been in probably about five dozen video games in it, and I'm still
1: like, God darn it. JRPGs have been uh have been leaning into that trope since like Dragon Quest one. Yeah, just yeah. let me steal stuff. Come on. Yeah. Like uh letting letting you do it and then uh gently making fun of you. Yeah. Because the designers can't think of where else to put that stuff. But the reason why I say Hitman is the more of those Hitman games and levels uh, that they make. If you're playing Hitman 3, the levels are meticulous as heck. They are verisimilitudinous as heck. There's so much stuff. Like the first level of Hitman 3 uh, from the current uh, Hitman series is uh, a huge fancy party in the Burj, Dubai. And there's hundreds of guests, many of whom have names and and uh, characters and personalities and uh you really feel like an intruder as uh, the, the lengthy intro sequence to the first mission is you're like sneaking up the side of the building and then like uh like tom cruise in mission impossible and then sneaking in through some air vents and stuff uh and then showing up in a suit uh you, you really really feel like you're not supposed to be there and then everything you do when you're there you really feel like you're not supposed to be there and you're supposed to kill a person They just have layered so much context on it that uh, in addition to just being beautifully good video games and excellently good narrative design and hilariously good open-ended Action, puzzle, adventure, drama—they really, you really feel like a
2: criminal in those.
1: Would you?
0: uh, Could we agree that hacking is the least fun crime?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't want to put hacking on here, but
3: yeah,
1: cyber
2: crimes. Yeah, cyber crimes least fun.
3: So I, I just googled top ten crimes.
2: Yeah, what we got?
3: And and (laughs) Google kind of auto-populates the thing on the top, and um, it 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 gives me more than ten. So you know, there's assault, robbery, threat, theft, domestic violence blah 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 and number let's see nine number 14 is Harvey Weinstein
1: <laughs> nice Just on his own yeah. games uh, try as try as they might you know even the combined talents of of, of Rockstar and Uva uh, Bowl could probably not manage to top that in a video game. That's true. So, what do we, what do we,
2: have? we have? We have Indigo assault. Prophecy came close. Yeah.
1: I, 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 was, I was getting around to David Cage, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> vehicular manslaughter. Assault, vehicular manslaughter. Um, yeah. Vandalism.
3: Vandalism. vandalism. Uh, treason, right?
2: Treason. And what's number five?
1: Number treason five murder.
2: Is uh, fraud? I want to say cheating at casino games.
1: Yeah, like that's fraud, right? Yeah,
2: save scumming.
1: I think the number one crime, hands down, is uh, David Cage making him. Mm. Is David Cage the Harvey <laughs> Weinstein of video games? He should be.
3: <laughs> I can't disagree. He needs to be sharing a cell with yeah. Naka, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so <laughs> Naka would eat that guy alive.
2: Hideki Kamiya recently said that he had plans for nine games in the Bayonetta franchise that the world will never get to see. That's too many. What would yeah. Bayonetta Nine even be like?
1: Bayonetta. Um, it would be a game that, uh, like, a bunch of Twitter accounts with like twelve hundred, uh, ranging between twelve hundred to six thousand followers, uh, screamed every day is their game of the year. And uh, why aren't more people playing this? It would be on PC. It would be exactly
0: like Bayonetta Three, except it would be nine, and there would be a different story.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I think it would probably get to Kingdom Hearts levels of, of yes. you know, naval gazy lore
2: by that point. By Bayonetta 3, she could charge her weapon, so it stands to reason that by Bayonetta 4, she'd be able to slide.
3: You're going by
0: Mega mm. Man rules? Yeah, okay. exactly. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Mega Man so by, 9. Wait, so by... Me- yeah, so then by 9, she's
3: like pixel art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but well, no, by, by 9, it looks like 1. Exactly. Right. Okay.
0: okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we're, it, we're at a that era of nostalgia at that
2: point yeah xbox 360 nostalgia so i mean we had
1: three bayonetta games and how many years did it take for three bayonetta games it it took too uh, many it took it took a a, a little bit too many not as it took more than it took for two so the games per year thing is uh the average is thrown off a little bit yeah
2: bayonetta came out in 2009 bayonetta 3 came out in 2022 so yeah,
1: so that's three games in twelve years, a, a game yeah. every four years. So you're mm-hmm. looking at for uh, for six more games, you're looking at twenty four more years,
0: unless you count that uh, prequel thing that they put out.
1: Um, you know what? Uh, you kind of can, I think. Yeah, but let's say mainline series games. Yeah, uh, Bayonetta Nine. It's it's they've made three games about Bayonetta. They can't just say that they want to make it a different protagonists and settings every time, like Final Fantasy. Right. So. Are you all familiar with uh with uh, Shozo Kaga, the creator of uh, a Fire Emblem? Who later made a game called Who Broke Off from Nintendo and made a game called Tear Ring Saga? Yeah, generally. And then years later, made a game called Berwick Saga, the greatest strategy game of all time. Some say it's it's not. Uh, it's it's really good though. Uh, Berwick Saga, and then uh, it currently has a game on Steam called Vestaria Saga, which is the third game in his Tear Ring Saga series. In his saga, saga. Yeah. So he's he's had. I don't know if we can say he's made saga. nine games total that are on the same general theme over the course of coming up on 40 years. Lord. But uh, that's about what it would look like if you look up Vesteria Saga on Steam and compare that to whatever you understand a tactical strategy RPG should look like in the year 2023. We're, we're going back to last year. I know it's 2024. Uh, that's probably what Bayonetta 9 would look like in the year 2046, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. All right. That's uh that's my science. It's a little bit too clinical an answer. I just am not in a mood to have fun thinking about uh, Bayonetta. <laughs> it's all business for me when it comes to Bayonetta.
2: I feel like if I was going to make a Bayonetta game, there's this bit of lore in the first game where they kind of casually mention if Bayonetta doesn't kill an angel every day, she's immediately sent to hell. So I think it would be a more interesting game if like, you had to kind of get up in the morning and find an angel every day to kill, oh, rather yeah. than just have them flock around you no matter where you go.
1: Bayonetta 9 would be like a... uh uh, it would be like a PS2 style, Xbox
2: 360 style open world game. Oh yeah, open world Bayonetta is probably where it's headed. I, th-
0: I think by the time we get to Bayonetta 9, no one will be able to find out that it's out or available because Kamiya will have blocked everyone by then, <laughs> everyone in the universe on all nice. platforms.
1: Very good. You know what? Can I actually just say I just posted a pic of Vesteria Saga in the chat. If you want to see what this came from, twenty nineteen. Yeah, i What it. The, the, the 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 Fire Emblem creators' uh, twenty nineteen video game looks like this. Ah, it's good. First of all, not not hating on it. Um, but uh, you know, this is this is what the the creator of a series that Nintendo is now making. Interestingly, too many games in this series. I would say they're they're going wild with fire emblem this is what he's making now by himself with his a small group of uh of of hardened developers they're just making it for real purists uh and uh you know good on them but uh that's that's what i foresee this sort of fate would have befallen kamiya had he been birthed of a slightly sooner era of video games than he was if he had if he had come up during the Famicom era he would be this level of of not outcast, but like obtuse, slight outsider at this point. I see that in Kamiya. And also, it's been long enough. Now, I'm going to go ahead and publicly say I've refrained from saying anything about this, but I'm going to say it. Um, I think Kamiya's Twitter presence has always been a bit tacky. So yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, I finally, think I'm-, I'm breaking my silence. <laughs> and I'm saying I think I think he's always been he's been pretty tacky yeah. on Twitter. The whole, I'm blocking you, ask your mom. It's like, all right, you learned English. You know, at this point, uh, Hideki Kamiya versus Hideki Naganuma, her to Twitter presence, <laughs> battle of the Hidekis. Yeah.
2: I think Naganuma t- still takes it. Yeah. He does. I think he's worse. Yeah, he I mean, worse, you know but, what? Uh, so so,
1: now that you think about it, mm, yeah, he's worse.
2: <laughs> Something to noodle on as we take a break. We'll be right back. On the insert credit show,
0: mm, the show. So, Frank, I'm I'm curious where your thoughts lie as far as uh, so I purchased this game. It's a PC Engine game, uh, Super Real Mahjong P3 uh, Custom Special. Okay. Now, this game is, this thing that I purchased is a bootleg. It is That's a very nicely made bootleg that has a... That
3: you knowingly purchased? I knowingly bootleg?
0: purchased. A, okay. Official looking disc, though it has the uh, the logo of the bootlegger on it. And a nice full color manual and OB and everything. So it's basically, except for the bootlegger putting their branding on it, um, which I appreciate that they do, so you know it's a bootleg... It is the same as the original game as it was released, but this game was only released. I think they uh, there are like fifteen known copies of it. Okay. Uh, it was released as a special prize in a mailing list from Naxat, the publisher of the game. Got it. So bootleg is really the only way that you could experience it as it was because you can't you can't buy one of those 15 copies. It's just yeah, like yep. not possible. So is this is this preservation of a sort? Oh,
2: you're asking if this is the shipment of Theseus.
0: Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, exactly. Because I, yeah. I, I was debating this myself. I was like, it almost feels like it is because you couldn't play this. You couldn't stick a disc of this that had the art on it and look at the manual any other way other than buying this bootleg.
3: Yeah. Um, but Jeffy, is this a question now? Should we just call it?
2: Yeah, let's just call it okay. a question. Welcome back to the insert credit show. <laughs> <Sure.
3: laughs> uh, Brandon's
2: got a question for us this
3: week. <laughs> yeah, I okay. guess
0: I already asked it, so yeah. uh, here we are.
3: Um, I think I think preservation takes a lot of forms, and I think one of them is cultural relevance. I think is a mm-hmm. form of preservation, if you take that term as as liberally as I do. It is at least the same form of preservation as like a, a re-release of a game on mm-hmm. a modern console. Like I, I, I consider that along the same lines.
0: Yeah, though this one is unsanctioned and the original publisher gets no money.
3: But, I, but it doesn't matter to okay. me. You know what I mean? Like just because some guy in a suit got paid when limited run games licensed the Bill and Ted Video game for the NES doesn't, you know, like that. That mm-hmm. doesn't. That's not more legit to me than that. Got so it. I don't know. It, like, yeah, I, I think there is a sort sort of like form of cultural preservation happening there in the same way that, like, you know, a, a, a recreation in a museum of of something in the past is is a is a preservation of you know intent or or, or culture or whatever. Yeah. Um So yeah, it, to my mind, sure, that is a form of preservation, but preservation means a lot of things. Um, That is not like the form of video game preservation that I consider to be like important. Best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was thinking
0: about it in a couple of different ways because part of the experience of this game is its scarcity, which is diminished by having more copies of it and having there be bootlegs. But there aren't that many. And and i don't think that scarcity is a very valuable thing to preserve well well
3: I, I i think i think if you're preserving original intent the intent is that you don't have this game
0: right Yeah,
3: (laughs) you were not intended to have this game. This is not Mm -hmm. a game made for you to have.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. So uh, I got into this because so it's a it's a PC Engine game, and I was thinking, what if I had all of the PC Engine games that use the arcade card, which, as people probably know, is a RAM expansion for the Mm -hmm. PC Engine that allowed more frames of animation, etc. And uh, I was looking at them, and I was like, well, there's this one game I never heard of on here, and that that was this one, and Uh, There's literally no way to play it on an actual console other than this or by loading a ROM, um, which feels like functionally similar. I don't know. Not functionally. It's the the uh,
3: same as burning your own copy.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh yeah. Except now you get to see the manual and the telephone card that you could have gotten with it. So, like, it works in concert with other sorts of types of preservation, such as the scanning It it,
3: it, it is the same, it is the same form of preservation as like a physical reprint of Action Comics number one or something like there, there, there is, there is a sort of like preserving the tangible intent of the original object. Yeah, um, which I I often find interesting. Like I I I, I mean, actually, I, I sometimes desire that with comics specifically. Now that I'm thinking about it, like sometimes there is sometimes the feel of paper changes a comic to me. So that is a form of preservation, again. But like I don't yeah. I don't know that that's like the way I use that word typically. But you are preserving something,
0: and you can also get a little more of the the context of the game this way because this considering they only made 15 copies what's in the the manual and on the back is designed for like super hyper fans like very specific people the 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 main thing about this game you won't be able to see it but this this particular strip mahjong game there's no censorship on it they uncensored it (laughs) was the so it's like it's it's for a certain kind of hyper dweeb um, yeah. is who this was for.
3: Take that, SJWs. <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
0: It's, uh. anyway, so the answer is kind of, and that's what I thought. So, <laughs> very good.
3: <laughs> From the gl- godfather of preservation. You- I'm glad yes. we sorted that out. <laughs> you have been blessed. Captain yeah. Preserve.
2: Yeah, the video game Pope has once again ruled that you can pirate your games. Let's take a trip, Spelunkin, into Carl's Bad Cavern. Uh, every week I take a question submitted to us at patreon.com slash insert credit, uh, where patrons can use the form they're in to submit their own questions, get monthly bonus episodes, and other sweet surprises. Uh, this week's question comes from Gaga Geens, who asks, what are some of the best or most interesting games you can get a physical copy of on eBay or equivalent for about 10 bucks USD, excluding shipping, without much trouble.
0: It's going to change after we release the episode, but. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of them,
1: Charles, I believe. Okay,
3: $10 or less before yeah. shipping.
1: Before shipping.
3: Um, I'm going to call back to uh pretty recent episode. Uh, Flipnik is a very
2: cheap game. Yeah, what, one of our best games of all time this year.
3: That what's it crisis that you were talking about.
2: City Crisis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did
3: you did you get yourself a City Crisis?
0: I did, and I paid nine ninety
1: nine for it before shipping. Yourself,
2: oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead
1: and say, Frank, I, I I didn't get to say this about City Crisis when you brought it up before, mm-hmm. but I love City Crisis, but I also love Crisis City, uh, which is I don't, another, I don't which know is another crisis video city. game. Brandon, have you played Crisis City? Uh, have I? It's uh, it's it's pretty. I think there are two unique flavors of games. It's it's actually not very good at all, but it completely rules so check it out uh sometime. crisis
0: city oh right it's a playstation one game
2: yeah it's a playstation one game of a sort yeah
3: yeah, if you yeah get like give us the exact wording again
2: all right uh what are some of the best parentheses or most interesting games you can get a physical copy of on ebay parentheses or equivalent for about 10 bucks usd parentheses excluding shipping without much trouble
0: man i'd okay. play this crisis city it looks ridiculous
3: like I, I think most of the greatest hits of the Xbox 360 are probably oh yeah about ten bucks right like mm-hmm. you can probably get way better versions of them on the computer or something at this point but technically you can play I don't know probably every Gears of War is about ten bucks would be my guess all them Halos probably about ten bucks I don't know maybe I'm way off here
1: well I'm I'm looking up uh, I looked up Lost Odyssey and it seems that the cheapest you can get is a, a Lucy for fourteen ninety nine. Which is just the 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 sleeves.
3: Yeah, but you know, RPGs and packaging, right? Like there's 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 a there's an upcharge always for that. Yeah. At least here.
1: You can get Lost Planet 2 for four bucks. You can get a loose cartridge of final a cartridge of the Final Fantasy IV, uh, for Super Famicom for 999.
2: Yeah. I'm seeing a whole list of Xbox three sixty games on eBay for four dollars each.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they definitely made a lot of games.
3: But he's not asking, sorry, they're not asking under 10. They're asking about 10.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. Gears of War 5 for the Xbox One is 1197 Is that just about the 10. Game Pass effect or what? 45 games for Xbox 360 for $51. It's, there's bids going, though. L.A. Noir, Bioshock Infinite, Bioshock 2, Fallout 3. We love all these games. Beatles Rock Band, Rage <laughs> Anarchy Edition, NASCAR 08, <sighs> Grand Theft Auto Five. It's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's this. This is one of those tough ones to uh, answer off the top of your head because uh, one would have been required to be browsing this stuff with an in intensity. But uh yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff you can get for under ten bucks
1: still in a physical capacity. Just piggy bank your pennies and get yourself a Mister Charles is what I would say. Like. uh
0: you could buy yourself a Sonic 2 uh, cartridge
1: for 9 bucks, And 64 games run on the Mr. Now.
2: You heard it. Kaka Geens is a Charles. We've landed on that this week. Carl
1: or charles.com. Yeah, yeah
3: I know. I feel like most of our favorite games are probably, uh, you know, in the
1: 70s and $10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love
2: it. That's about where we are. All right, next question. What is usually the worst kind of vehicle to control in a video game? Car. No, that's not true. Epic car. <laughs>
0: Some, sometimes it's plain. If it's, uh, if it's Earth Defense Force, it's everything. The, oh, yeah. they, they, uh, they do not know how to make a vehicle function. If you've never played an Earth Defense Force game and then uh, you get into like a tank, suddenly controls pop up that are like, please remap your brain <laughs> so that you can uh, move this tank around. And instead of like, the tank moves like a human moved. Uh, moves in the game. It's like, no, you gotta you gotta now use the L two and R two to to move the treads individually and uh and that was whatever I don't know. It's 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 goofy as heck. Um but yeah, EDF all of them.
2: I'd like to say boats are pretty bad, but I think every time there has been a submarine in a video game, it's been really tedious. That's oh, true. Yeah. That's I true. Mean,
1: I, I I happen to know a thing or two about uh submarines and I can tell you no one who uh, has ever worked on a submarine has had like a good experience down there. Yeah. It doesn't sound fun. It is, <laughs> there doesn't is is. sound fun. There is no fun. You are in a tube with no windows. Highly pressurized. Highly pressurized. Uh, f- insane fear of death. Usually, nuclear power warned by pop culture depictions the oh, yeah. of
3: submarine, there's There's no fun submarine movie,
1: right? Yeah, Hunt for yeah. Red October is the closest they get, and that's uh only fun because of the beautiful, beautiful camera work of uh John McTiernan, Jay McTee Beautiful camera work.
0: I think that jet skis have a really wide range of fun and not fun. yeah yes. wave race though. Wave Race is really fun. And then uh, Jet Moto, if you try to go back and
1: play Jet Moto, that is... Uh, Jet Moto blows. It is not good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're just yeah. bonking into stuff. It, it kind of just feels like bad F-Zero is what yeah. Jet Moto feels like. And that's like the water yeah. doesn't feel essential at all.
2: To your earlier point, there are a lot of bad plane games, but there are a lot of games where planes are a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a wide range to be had but I, there.
0: I think quite often planes in games that aren't
1: specifically this is a plane game yeah. tend to be pretty poor oh uh, well also i mean i think planes yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know I, this maybe this is a I, i'm now you know the the statute of limitations is up i'm breaking the silence i think uh none of the planes in any of the pilot wings games are any fun they don't feel like planes and they also don't feel like fun video game vehicles yeah they just kind of feel like trash but boats i mean cobra triangle's got beautiful boats submarines hunt for red October and in yeah. the hunt have pretty the kind of uh those are pretty fun uh but I, they're not vehicle controls. hydro thunder pretty fun hydro thunder's all right yeah. I'll be
2: honest when I think about fun planes and games I'm thinking about crimson skies usually Mm-hmm.
1: sure so they're out there but you're asking just on balance what's the be- the worst yeah. vehicle
2: that's exactly what I'm asking I mean yeah. if
1: we're if we're if we're shooting this question with a shotgun the answer is definitely cars
0: Yeah, that's going to be on average because there's so many bad ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there have been so many bad cars and video games that uh, it's a real shame. In terms of vehicles that should be the best, but are never quite essentialized or represented as uh, sparklingly well as they should be, uh, the rare game Blast Core kind of uh, uh, is headlined by uh, bulldozers backhoes and vehicles like that. Yeah. But they don't really feel essentially as you feel like they should be way more fun to control a bulldozer. In fact, it feels like a bulldozer should be like one of the more extremely fun video gamey vehicles to pilot. And the fact that we just don't have enough of them. Forklift and Shenmue. A lot of oh, those yeah. he- heavy machinery games, uh the ones that are
0: about heavy machinery, are either for children and thus uh made in about uh, 30 seconds or, or are for freaks. hyper sims for freaks. Yeah. And yeah. then that's like such granular control that it's only fun for a, a certain type of
2: German. Yeah. I still think that's better than submarine. Though. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: yeah. More interesting <laughs> than submarine. I mean, what are, what are some bad submarine video game moments, though? Final Fantasy VII. That wasn't that bad. It was okay. Sub-Rebellion is okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steel Diver. How Steel Diver. Not bad. Nobody likes no. Steel Diver. No, nobody likes Steel Diver. I've, I've
3: never played real Steel Diver. I only played the weird tech demo for the original DS when they unveiled it at E3. Yeah. That became a game for the 3DS years later.
1: I never yeah. played Steel Diver because I got my 3DS a few months after the 3DS came out. Uh, is uh, oh, you knew an- better yeah. by then? Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I don't need this. <laughs> uh, but uh, so wait, okay, so Steel Divers by Nintendo, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. They also by
3: R and D twelve, I think.
1: R&D-12, they had to go 12 rungs down the ladder to get anybody willing to bite on this uh, this elevator pitch. Well, I mean, where
3: else are you going to go but down to make a submarine exactly, game? Right. exactly right.
1: So Nintendo made a launch title about submarines, where the submarines are not fun submarines, and they also made two launch games about airplanes and flying vehicles that are, again, we've broken the silence, not really super good vehicles, the pilot wings, I'm saying. I like pilot wings, but uh, and
0: Nintendo's not very vehicle forward. I would say uh, you yeah. got your F Zero and and uh, and your Star Fox, and then
1: otherwise i don't know well,
3: mario odyssey is is a game about being different vehicles and that they're, they're all yeah.
1: pretty good so it's for uh, uh, yeah uh, 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 super mario odyssey is a game for the uh, for the alex jaffees of the world uh, who wanted to be a train <laughs> when they grew up uh, <laughs> right. mario, mario gets <laughs> yes! to just be whatever he wants dude <laughs> he gets to just turn into all sorts of vehicles and it's sick
2: oh man he turns
1: into a car at one point and he (laughs) screams when it happens
2: oh lord uh let's let's wrap this episode up with a trip back to violence island what do you say all right all right right. so the rules of violence island for the uninitiated vile isle as we call it yeah we call it vile isle over here vile isle is our mascot?
1: <laughs> do you know? Do you like how I've changed it from Vio or V I to its now Vile Isle?
2: I do like that.
1: I think Vile is a crocodile. That's what I uh,
2: think is going <laughs> that's on. That's exactly. That's what I'm you we know, Well,
1: no the Vi- the Violence Island mascot is uh, is-, is a crocodile. Yeah. Named Vile, Vile Lyle. So you can make
2: your submissions to Vile Lyle on forums.insertcredit.com. There's a thread dedicated to Violence Island submissions where people ask who would win in a fight between various video game icons and personalities. And we determine that and then nonsensically make the winners of those matches fight against each other until one winner remains. Uh, Here are the four matches I have selected for this edition. Our first is normie from normie's beach babo rama nice versus mm-hmm. green dog the beach you know Deep.
1: i knew it was gonna be green dog i, I was like <laughs> it's yeah it's a really easy go-to just a real easy just uh you know what just given uh i mean lester the unlikely and green dog are just kind of mm-hmm. the two uh mm-hmm. they're just kind of the two kick me sign guys yeah. of yeah. the video game uh industry whenever a bunch of dudes uh who let's face it have more uh, more in common than uh uh, than different, uh, with those characters. Uh, (laughs) uh, like (laughs) the, basically we, we, uh, you know, whenever we sit around and talk about video game characters that suck, it's always, uh, it's always green dog. Yeah. And it's always uh, Lester the Unlikely, right? Yeah, I
2: believe our, right now our only two canonically dead video game characters on Violence Island are the Untitled Goose and Lester the Unlikely. Yeah, yeah okay.
1: canonically dead. Lester the Unlikely, but it was actually quite likely that he
2: would die, <laughs> uh, it turns out. It was unlikely for him to live.
1: I want to share,
3: I, I haven't resorted to Googling yet, but I'm uh, like my mental imaging of trying to, to conjure green dog and normie uh both of them are fido dido in my head yeah that's
0: basically true <laughs> okay. i think normie is more of like he's got like a spiky in my mind i also haven't looked this up i feel like he's got a uh one of those scraggle beards that that's just like five hairs coming out
3: but but they're both very like pencil liney right i think uh Maybe beach dog isn't
2: beach dog's like. Yeah, I think green dog is at least athletic. When I
3: picture a green, this is the mental exercise now. How do, how do I? When I picture green dog, he has a tiny head that's like when you take the the head off of a Barbie, and there's just a little ball stump on top. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's what green dog is in my head. So let's let's have a look, folks. Let's see how green close dog's I'm. a fido Dido,
0: but uh, Normie is more of like a—he's uh, a, he's a guy, dude. just like a just like a fu- fuzzy guy. It's like if
1: Garfield was a man. there's a picture of normie and uh and okay. his creator, Keith that's Robinson. Keith Robinson, yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's Okay,
3: okay. He's not a dido
1: Yeah, he's less he's less phytodido yeah. esque. He's a beach bum. He's one of those guys who who hangs around on the beach uh flirting with all the beach girls, and all the beach girls who show up around spring break time are aware of this guy, uh right? And they need to, yeah, they need to avoid him. I've honestly never met uh, this type of guy. Yeah, they avoid the guy. Like the noid. But those who decide to engage him in conversation uh, often experience something worthy of encapsulation in a Hollywood motion picture, right? That's a, but on, on, at large, they avoid the man. Okay. Whereas Green Dog, they would kill, probably. They would, it would probably be a story of, (laughs) of, I mean, you wouldn't even need more than one girl, probably, to kill Green Dog, right? I'm going to argue
2: for Green Dog, though. I think... Uh, Wait, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, are, is is this... is are, are you the one calling the shots? <laughs> not not <laughs> like what? I think... You I, the decision. What do, you so, do you need my help on anything?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm watching these guys uh, Fair in their video games, and uh, Normie is faster yeah. Um. He moves fast, but Green Dog more often has projectiles. Normie doesn't seem yeah. to get a projectile until toward the end of the game.
1: I'm just gonna say, Green Dog's supposed to be a surfer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that posture. Come on. I know. They're like, no. He's he he can't stand on a board. I do think that um this this
0: speed at which Normie is moving. Is probably going to be his main advantage. So my I,
3: recollection of, of moving at that speed uh, got me into trouble a lot, though. In that game, uh. I would just run off of things. Green Dog, again, I'm going off memory. I'm not. I'm also not watching videos. I don't know why this is my thing today. Um, Green Dog, my recollection is that it's a it's a slow, precise kind of game where like every movement kind of yeah. counts. Does that
0: uh, sound? I don't know right? if it's precise. I think it's. I think it's just of that. Very Genesis era where it was like we put some platforms, please jump on them. Um, okay. I, I don't think the int- there was a huge amount of thoughtful intention.
3: To There's also it. like please jump on them. Whoa, not like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wow. the Genesis third-party platform.
0: I think it's probably Normie. I think I think Normy probably gets it. Um, okay. Even though he's because smaller, he's but he's faster. faster. He's okay. faster, and they both do eventually get projectiles, and so I think we can assume that uh, the this battle takes place after their games so they both have projectiles. yeah their end
2: game states and plus
3: again green dog doesn't have a real head he has the barbie stump
0: yeah yeah he's got the stump
1: weird well he has like no eyes and he's a fido No face and you can't see nothing Yeah, because you're supposed to slot the head onto there yeah. he's got basically no face but so i think the actual question would be which one of them would have an angry video game nerd video made about them because that's the one who would lose Oh, I just uh, won. I think they well, both won. I, I
0: feel I feel like Norm- yeah, Normie would have it would first because it. uh, it's because
1: there's more to I've say. Never, I've never seen an angry video game nerd video. By I haven't the way. either. Apparently, asking me, everybody. I, I learned that
0: apparently they are. Uh, He's got a green dog video. More interesting, uh, right. and uh than I
1: thought. Apparently, that's what oh, uh, wow. I've been told. So. Oh, he does not have a Normie's Beach Babe rama video. Okay. No. okay, so
2: Green Dog it's, it's is so Green Dog. A-B-T-S. Yeah, Green Dog loses then.
1: Green okay. Dog loses because. He, He's the only. Uh, that my, my reasoning is that their self esteem would be hurt by having an angry video game nerd video made about them. Yeah. So there's just no there's no then no uh, emotional recovery from that. He's
2: already been destroyed emotionally by
1: the AVGN. The AVGN has probably sat in private and thought, you know, I'm more of a normie than a green dog myself. <laughs>
2: We should have him on the show. Every <laughs> video game nerd to come out it's your credit. Come
1: on uh, on. I think he doesn't. Uh, I, I think he doesn't do unscripted stuff.
2: Yeah. But. Our next match is Yume Taro from Gimmick versus Yoko Taro from the World.
3: Is that the main character from Gimmick?
2: Yeah
1: can we also pit uh haruki murakami versus ryu murakami while we're at it just because they happen <laughs> yeah. to have part of a name that sounds the same blessed
2: it. maybe as an exhibition match
1: i've mentioned this on this very show before but uh i i just remember anytime someone would mention haruki murakami when i was in college someone would go i like ryu murakami better it's like oh they're writing in completely different genres uh just saying uh, yeah But anyway,
3: clearly they're brothers. Okay. So it's, it's the gimmick guy. And who's the other one? The guy,
0: the
1: the human man who is the near guy. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, he doesn't like showing his face in public. I've seen it. You know what? Yeah. Well, yeah, I know it's maybe not in public. He doesn't like showing his face in public, which I'm going to say is a little gauche. Uh, the the mask thing's a little bit gauche. Can we actually? I'm breaking the silence. I'm just. I think it's <laughs> tacky.
0: I'm just gonna say it's. It, this is a, This is a slam dunk for gimmick because gimmick can pick up stars. Oh, he generates stars. He can generate stars and also pick them up.
3: He can't pick anything up. No, he can't. He can't pick it up? No, he can jump on them, but only the stars that he has created.
0: Oh, sorry. I, I guess p- pick, picking up is the wrong... He, but he throws them.
3: Yeah. he ge- So he yeah. generates them above his head and then yeah, he yeah, throws yeah. them. Yeah. And, and, it, and if he can bounce it off a wall, he can jump on them and ride them.
0: Yeah. So anyway, stars are uh, way more powerful than a human being.
2: Yeah,
3: the, the star would insta kill
2: Yoko. Taro. What yeah, about definitely. Yoko Taro's ability to destroy Yumitaro emotionally?
3: Um, you, I don't think he cares. Well, you, oh, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that with physical evidence. It's it would my, also take a my lot desk of time right now. Um, so I'm I'm holding to the camera for the folks watching the stream. Um, a, a Japanese Sun Sunsoft newsletter, uh, Super Sun Club issue. The two. second one. It opens with a, a gimmick comic strip, and uh, that guy cares. Yeah, about one thing people think about him he so does that, care.
1: that's a valid thing does he look like he plays video games though
0: right mm. yeah i don't think yoko taro can do it in person i think he's gotta have a whole video game narrative and force gimmick to play it it's just yeah, not gonna I work i
1: think uh, i think uh you know based on i know i know how many people do you know off the top of your head three who played <laughs> who played that near automata <laughs> game and uh did, didn't finish it because I feel like, uh, first of all, I'm going to play it someday, and I'm definitely going to play all of it. I'm going to play all of the years all the way through when I get a, uh, you know, when I get a big enough bag of weed, um, which I just don't know where to find it. I go outside, and I just can't find a single store that sells <laughs> lots of weed <laughs> uh, anywhere. Um,
0: so it's a. Uh, if only uh, there were some billboards that could direct you to them.
1: I uh, just, I just know so many people who are like, I tried playing that near Automata. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and put somebody on blast. It's It's been long enough. Um, I'm breaking the silence. Uh, <laughs> Steven Totillo was yeah. told that Nier Automata was a cool, fun game to play, and he played it, and he's like, I got to the part where they show you the credits, and just seeing credits kind of bummed me out. I know. I understand I'm supposed to restart the game, but I just didn't want to do that mission again uh, <sighs> because And I'm like, oh. Sounds like uh, a. Sounds like he might actually not be able to find any place to buy (laughs) weed. Uh, Not as a joke. Uh, That's you know. uh, But but so the question is, which video game characters would play video games? I think it's only the ones who have been explicitly described as playing video games. Like Ichiban from uh, from uh, Like a Dragon has played Dragon Quest canonically. I think every other video game character. Has never played yeah. video games.
0: I don't know. I think so- Sonic is a teen, and he's played video games like in comics and stuff. I think he plays video games.
1: Do you Sonic think he does. would uh, play Nier
2: Automata? No, I think he only no. plays Sega games.
1: Yeah. yeah also, true. he doesn't have the patience for anything. No. Yeah. I think Outrun is a video game Sonic the Hedgehog would play.
0: Yeah. yeah I've seen cartoons of that. Uh, gimmick wins.
2: Gimmick wins. Yeah, and why, uh, who cares? Umitara. Our next match is The Hunter for Monster Hunter versus the car from spy hunter
0: okay so the hunter from monster hunter is uh like 10 different classes uh with 15 different weapons and uh is completely i don't know like that that that's
1: not a person and the car from spy hunter controls poorly comes out of the back of a truck
0: yeah also the the car from spy hunter requires a driver and we haven't uh we have yeah. we don't know what driver this is so if the car's just sitting there first of all the hunter's going to blast it second and also, of all
1: capcom created the whole idea of beating a car yep up yep, until yep. It that's blows true
0: up. and uh the whole premise of monster hunter is fighting things bigger than you and yeah. uh so no matter the size of this car i think
1: it's it's a monster hunter that and wins. the game the game series horizon zero dawn is basically a yeah, monster basically hunter a versus car. a giant car dinosaurs. yeah Fighting Triceratops. The the precedent exists if uh if the main character of Horizon Zero Dawn, who I recognize uh, from her her beautiful smiling face and so many PlayStation fanboy uh, Twitter avatars, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if uh, she can take down a giant dinosaur made out of car parts, uh, the 3D printed car parts, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, the 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 collective wisdom of the Monster Hunter verse uh, uh, can uh, they can pool their their resources and, and figure yeah. out how to take down a single inert, uh, driverless <laughs> automobile. Yeah,
2: yeah. That has That's that all- has
1: guns on the front. That's yeah. it It can put oil slicks out the back. What else you got?
2: I think yeah. a more intelligent opponent might start driving it, but I think the monster hunter is just going to take it apart.
1: Yeah, that just I think should. what's going to happen is a uh, yeah yeah. I think the monster hunter is going to get inside of it, uh, but. But Will not drive it. I think those right. little those little cats are gonna chop it up and serve it for food. Yeah, those little
2: cats, whatever those things are called. Uh, our last match is Black Lotus from Bushido Blade versus William from Neo.
1: Well, William from Neo can take like more than one hit usually. Yeah, remember when Bushido Blade was being hyped up on websites and in magazines as it's, it's a samurai sword fighting game that seems so cool.
0: Mm-hmm. It kind of was for it the was, first yeah. game. It was a, uh, and uh, what I I watched friends who didn't really play video games get caught up in that hype train and really get into Bushido Blade and get way better at it than I was ever going to get because they got into the footsie's game of uh, yeah. s- s- spacing and then planning your 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 sword strike and then you only got one arm now and and can you still make it and you, you found a way etc and was
1: pretty 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 cool yeah it's a good it's a good cool
0: game i feel like they could
1: revisit that well i don't know that square enix could but somebody could <laughs> well i mean square enix uh can make harvestella right so they oh, could yeah. probably make another bushido blade but it would you just know, be
0: uh i'm gonna break the silence i'm uh i'm, I'm finally calling this that we collectively complained about the last few years of Square Enix output where they were basically no, they doing rule. Xbox 360 part 2 where they were just put putting out all these like B tier RPGs i want to say
1: i was never blasting them Oh uh, no. But yeah, but yeah.
0: I, I when I said we, I meant the collective we, not us oh, specifically, yeah. because I, I've I've been enjoying them. But uh, I'm just gonna say we're gonna miss this era of Square Enix where they were just churning out B tier RPGs because pretty soon uh, you, you look at that CEO and his uh, desirousness of AI generated content.
1: Uh, that's all gonna that's all gonna fizzle. I know,
0: fizzle, just I know like it's NFTs. gonna fizzle, yeah. but but because this stuff is going to be like present for a while. We're going to look back on the last few years as like a golden age of Square Enix, I think, when they were putting out like, oh yeah from Final Fantasy
1: 15 to 16. I think that's going to be like a... We're going to get into this in a, in a couple of weeks. Well, first of all, uh, they've got a Final Fantasy, a Dragon Quest three remake that is about to be announced uh, probably imminently, and that's going to buy them a whole bunch of good faith uh, from Japanese audiences. Dragon Quest 12 was announced a couple years back, and it will be uh, very soon, probably probably this September, we can look forward to it probably being revealed, uh, you know, the release date or whatever. Uh, there's always a chance. Final Fantasy 17 is a cool thing. They got a Final Fantasy 14 expansion coming out. I think Square Enix is uh, is going to be okay, despite uh, the little stupid NFT and AI related uh, yeah. uh, press release hiccups. They'll be all right, uh, but I mean, this is something we'll get into in a couple of weeks. But they released one of the best video games they've ever made last year, and uh, it wasn't on any end of year lists that I saw. It's very strange. It just wasn't. It was exactly what a huge number of people complained about wanting. Uh, th- these old Japanese video game companies to make, and then you know, nobody. It seems like nobody played it. It's bizarre. So that's fun.
2: Okay. What was the question? Uh, it's Neo versus <laughs> it's William from Neo versus William Black Lotus William. from Yeah, Bushido yeah. Blade. Neo
1: wins. Yeah, yeah wins. And Neo wins, uh, but only because he inhabits a less hyper-realistic world. Yeah, uh, that's a boring way to win. Also, those Neo games are fun, and also Team right. Ninja made that. Uh, they made that Stranger of Paradise. If game. we
0: really want to do an argument
1: here, like Team Ninja should do a Bushido de- blade. Depending on who, wh- which
0: way we're tipping this, the Bushido blade. Characters can one hit kill other humans, so yeah, like
2: Neo's controls are which faster which. and more
0: responsive. Though it's true.
2: All right, it's fine. Uh, which takes us to our semifinals. We're going to start with Normie from Normie's Beach Baby Rama versus Yumetaro from Gimmick.
0: Gimmick yes. wins. Gim- yeah, Gimmick. Cares. Done. Gimmick
2: wins. <laughs> gimmick We're throwing right stars.
3: I mean, I will say the the one way to avoid his stars is to run away fast. Mm-hmm. So, there's something sort of interesting there, but,
2: but that's just uh, running. That's not the That's wing.
3: about as interesting as Normie gets. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't no. think
2: Normie can do anything to you, Mataro.
1: Yeah, Normie should stick to Candy Crush.
2: <laughs> Thanks, because he's a normie. Exactly. exactly. I got it. Mon Hun versus William. Uh,
0: Monhan has way more uh, weapons and projectiles, but it is it is a closer match. I
2: think. Yeah, that that's yeah. a good one.
1: Actually, that's actually a re- that's actually a, a question for the ages. I think typical monster hunter hunter versus the guy from neo neo One, uh, the guy from neo one
0: yeah i think of him as 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 like the um the gears of war tank of the souls like like he's a he's he's a big muscle meaty boy yeah so he can take he can take some damage but those monster hunters that's like that's what they're designed to take down is a big muscle meaty boy
2: mm-hmm. but can uh mon hunt take down a yumatara Um, Uh, they are hunters of monsters
1: yeah uh you know what monster hunters are monster hunters are uh much like agent 47 from hitman this is actually the real matchup it should be monster hunter versus agent 47 you do a whole series about that just different environments randomly selected environment uh and the question at the end is who is the real monster yeah Yeah. which which one's the monster which one's the hunter and the answer is the player (laughs) uh the player's the monster um uh, monster hunter is much like agent 47 they're problem solvers right yeah they're, they're, they solve problems' That's, violence, it's a game about problem, problem solvers. solvers yeah i mean they they really do solve the problem with uh with uh you know kill violence yeah i would say the old shoot and stab delicious delicious kill violence right but is
3: is that is that the Batman always wins argument
1: though yeah no okay. yeah No. no. <laughs> yeah I don't know maybe who knows
3: i, I all I know is gimmick won this thing I don't I don't care <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why not? You think gimmick beats monster His name hunter? His is
3: gimmick, and first of all, it's not whatever that other word you said is. But uh, do I think he wins against monster hunter? I don't know, man. Um, he's yeah. he can only get hit four times, like yeah. max
0: health. And those stars don't—they uh, don't instantly kill you, or or. But are they really? Are they real stars?
3: Yeah, they're not. They're not insta kill. Um, in fact, some enemies take like eight hits. Oh wow! Um, and it's really mm. difficult to aim your shot. And the ones that take eight hits, like you, you you, just have to like ride on their head and just kind of, you know, pump them full of star lead.
2: Yeah. Um, so
3: I, I actually think I might be wrong. Maybe maybe gimmick lost here.
2: I think we're in accordance. Monster Hunter is our winner. Uh, he moves on to the champion of champions, which currently includes uh, Booker DeWitt, Sylvando and Sonic the Hedgehog with a knife.
3: Vandau's got
2: those. We'll see. Does anyone have any recommendations for us?
3: I think
0: I got some. Let me pull up the old list here.
3: Let's find out if you got some.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Here's one. So I've I've uh, been a, a fan of Indonesian '80s horror films for 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 some time because they they often have an interesting character because um, there tends to be mysticism in there. There's some kind of mystery to it almost always and uh so i recently watched the movies srigala and i I thought that was pretty good so check out srigala it was definitely um friday the 13th inspired but uh takes it in kind of a different direction and it's just got like all kinds of different acting in it all kinds of environments that are uh in indonesia and not elsewhere and it's just a kind of a fun weird time it's like a, a, a Friday the 13th from another universe so give that a try I think that's my my recommendation for this week but uh, w- one week in hey, the future I'm going to recommend uh, a, a dog treat recipe I just, I just need to remember to write it down so that I can share it with everyone but uh, look forward to that in the future everyone's going to have fun eating those
1: yeah mm-hmm. anybody else got any more oh I mean, you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard to compete with uh, an Indonesian horror movie that uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that uh, everyone in the audience you're just banking on no one in the audience having ever heard of it. That's good. That's a good the classic classic trick. That's uh, you know the classic internet content. Uh,
0: well, I'm trying to recommend things that people haven't heard of. Yeah, that's, you true, know? that's give, true. Give them something new. It's,
1: occasionally, though, people need you to recommend things they have heard of a thousand times.
0: And some sometimes I do. And then, and then they're like, I love that thing. So uh, usually I try to slide one of those in there, but this week it just didn't. Just I'm going to
1: recommend uh, something everybody has heard of. Uh, in fact, I'm going to just recommend uh, thinking about the stuff that you've heard of uh, a little bit more. Uh, everything that exists uh, can be a little bit better. You think you understand a plain white T-shirt? There, there's better ones probably. Find things to interrogate about uh, objects you take for granted for example as a child you grow up your whole life um and your parents are telling you wear a coat there's that coat warm enough coats are good i've said this on this very podcast before coats are good if you get a good coat it's real good to have a good coat you learn this when you get older when you have a good coat and it's cold and you're wearing a good coat there are all sorts of different think about think of, put your coat on if you're in a wintry place put your coat on and think what could be better about this coat, right? Like, uh, what are the problems with it? Uh, until I purchased the coat that I own now, I didn't realize my previous coat was so heavy. Now I have a coat that is extremely light. Um, it's extremely versatile. It's extremely warm. It's a hundred percent waterproof. It's a, it's just a beautiful coat. It has tons of pockets, it has a little pocket up here for my phone to slide in, uh, under the zipper flap. It's got all the little things I could ever want from coat. a coat. little just common everyday things. Uh, there's there's better versions of them. It's just to equip yourself with that. So there you go. That's the opposite of, of recommending an Indonesian horror movie. I tried my best.
0: Uh, you you want you, you a you want a regular uh, style recommendation? You ever, you no, ever no, that? You don't have to. No no no. I I, I had, go, I had for it, go for it. Go for it. Save it. Y'all ever watch
1: that Columbo? I've seen Columbo. Check out Columbo. I only watch Fur- Furuhata Ninzaburo. Okay. Okay, I'm just kidding. Have you seen Furuhata Ninzaburo, Brandon? No, I haven't, but uh, I
0: Wait, would you like haven't? to. No, the I
1: Japanese Colombo, except he's yeah. a little more annoying. I can't yeah. believe you recommended Columbo. Akina Nakamori's uh, uh, record Fushigi, and you haven't seen Furuhata <laughs> Ninzaburo, which has uh, uh, Akina Nakamori in it. Well, I, watching. I have been
0: interested in watching it, but uh, with Colombo, there's so many episodes.
1: Not if you've seen them all. Then the there's structure, no more.
0: The structure is kind of interesting yeah. sometimes.
1: Uh, and it, like, check out the one that's got Donald Pleasance. The structure is so interesting that people think it's normal. They yeah. think that that's a normal way for a mystery show to be. Right. It's not, though. That Columbo invented that. Yeah. And also check
0: out the the first episode of the seven, second season, which is Etude in Black, uh, which has uncredited direction from John Cassavetes. Or the
1: pilot episode, which has credited direction by Steven from Spielberg. From Steven Spielberg.
0: Yeah. And uh, you'll, you'll get in the first 30 minutes of that Etude in Black, you'll be like, wow, somebody really went for it with this. And um, and then it makes sense that it was John Cassavetes who uh, did some uncredited directing in there. Um, but of course, it's also got some racism
1: for... Oh, yeah. yeah there, it's all over all... Of the, you, know, who, who, you know. Yeah, it's the old times. I think uh, Furuhata Ninzaburo would actually annoy the average Japanese murderer a lot more than Colombo uh, annoys the average Los Angeles murderer. And you'll know what I mean. Yeah. He's particularly annoying in a way that is uh, uh, just, r- just repugnant in his culture, uh, in a way that Colombo's is kind of uh, a folksy American guy. You know, yeah. who's like you can just you can imagine a guy like him existing.
0: Columba's more like a like like your your kid brother who who just just won't go away. Yeah, uh, in his yeah. annoyance.
1: Whereas Furuhata seems like an actual sort of he seems kind of deranged. Yeah, he seems like a space alien at times, but nonetheless uh, deliciously pleasant
2: uh, stuff to to watch. I'll give it a look. See, Frank, you got anything?
3: Uh, I bought that Final Fantasy VII remake on Steam Winter Sales. pretty cool. Tim was right
1: about hard mode.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, <laughs> it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a whole video game there. They they could they should somebody should try a you know the, the rebirth the second one's coming out next month right and it's uh I, I kind of hope that they just like let me have the hard mode for my first playthrough. I think I would. Yeah, have I don't know if fun. I'm ready to rent a PS5
3: again, but.
2: Uh, <laughs> All right. uh, I'm going to wrap this baby up. If you would like to help our show get along, do what it's doing every week, what you can do to help us out is you can rate and review our show however you can. That usually means iTunes, but if you've got another platform you want to recommend us on, do that.
1: It's pronounced iTunes, actually. Okay, I'm sorry. You could just
2: tell a regular human person about the show. That would be nice.
1: You could also support us. That's what the kids these days call underrated. Yeah. uh, is a... what, our podcast? It's, it, no, it's, it's, it's telling people about stuff in person. Yeah. It's, it's low-key underrated. It's low-key
2: underrated. Uh, you can also support us on patreon.com slash insertcredit to pay everyone involved on this show except for Tim. Yeah, not me. If you'd like to sponsor our show with an advertisement or personal message, you can do that by contacting us at show at insertcredit.com. If you are a representative of the Coca-Cola Corporation, you can call me and
1: offer a million dollars. You can also and I'll, join and I'll our, drink a Coke Zero live on one of
2: my streams <laughs> You can join our community at forums.insertcredit.com Or find videos of these episodes on youtube.com Slash show. This episode is edited by Esper Quinn right. With music by Kurt Feldman I'm Alex Jaffe I'm Frank Cifaldi I'm Tim Rogers I'm Brandon
0: Sheffield I'm Kurt Feldman
2: And it's been long enough I'm breaking the silence
1: Can we get Kurt Feldman to just say, and I'm Kurt Feldman, to play at the end of every episode?
2: <laughs> just this one. Brandon, can you reach out to <laughs> Kurt? Yeah. Can you reach out to Kurt for this?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get him to
0: do it. <laughs> yes! <laughs>